0: Good morning. It is uh, frost. It's Buns Friday. It's seven minutes after ten o'clock. We're talking about uh, TikTok. Uh, this uh, influencer. Uh, it was pushing this uh, Osama bin Laden letter, and a bunch of leftist Americans agreed that uh, you know, uh, you know, attacking the World Trade Center uh, and the Pentagon, uh, you know, it was we earned it. We it was a just attack. They're, they're buying into this stuff. Part of the problem is where these kids are getting their information. Uh, most of them are getting it uh, from places like Facebook and uh, TikTok. Of course, TikTok owned by the Chinese. Now, the TikTok is saying, oh, they're pulling these things down. A little late now, the cat's out of the bag. And I'm not saying that, you know, th- that uh, we hadn't made mistakes in the Middle East. We certainly did. We were there. We shouldn't have been. That's not an excuse uh, to go, you know, to do what Osama bin Laden did. And if we don't start finding a way to reach out to these kids, they are going to hang themselves. They're going to hang themselves. These are mostly kids on the left. These are mostly young adults who have been indoctrinated for decades, public school, high school, college, who lean to the left because they don't know the truth. And they're never exposed to the truth. And that's why so many of them are leftists. That's why these kids are whining that, you know, they shouldn't have to pay off their, their college loans, even though they asked for them. Uh, who are siding with uh, Palestinians who didn't go attack the uh, Israeli military. Uh, they went out and uh, kidnapped and killed Israeli children and, and Israeli residents, not not part of the military. These people are, in fact, I would argue, evil. And these young adults are buying into it. I don't know how you get to them it's a shame that that uh, newspapers are struggling. Because newspapers are the best source. They can they can tell the whole story. You get an honest newspaper, it will tell the whole story. You can't do that on TV. We can't even do that here. We've got 3 hours. They just keep printing. The what was the old adage? Never never uh, start a fight with uh, somebody who buys ink by the barrel. Unfortunately, kids don't read newspapers anymore. I don't know. I don't know where we're headed, but it doesn't doesn't look very promising to me. 874-9390, toll-free, 800-529-5572. Are you thinking about selling a house? Are you think about selling your home? Uh, there's a, a great piece in the Wall Street Journal. Congratulations, your house made you rich. Now sell it. This is such a bizarre economy that it's, it's, hard to, it's actually hard to figure out. It, it, baby boomers don't want to sell their homes. We've got tons of equity, tiny payments, if any payments at all, and we're hanging on to them. And young adults want to buy houses. But there aren't a lot of houses for sale. So even in this economic environment with high interest rates, prices are holding up on real estate, if not going up. And if seniors, if, if uh, the baby boomers start selling their homes, prices will will probably come down. But right now, they're just a paucity of homes that, uh, that they, these young kids can buy. Wall Street Journal says, uh, if boomers decided to sell en masse, the prices they would get would be a lot lower than what their home appears to be worth on paper today. Even if they can avoid it now, most are going to have to sell the house years ahead. And that could put downward pressure on the prices of the types of homes they live in. But who wants to sell their home? When, you know, if you, you, you end up with any kind of a mortgage payment, it's going to be at an ungodly interest rate. Uh, the, the second half of the story uh, deals with the amount you have to pay in in terms of uh, commission six percent they compare this in the Wall Street Journal uh, to places around the world and it appears that we we charge more than other other countries but I think there's a difference and and uh, I was trying to get my real estate agent to come on and talk about this, but I'm, you get a good real estate agent. They're worth every dime. They really are. Um, had a, a terrific real estate agent, uh, for buying and selling our home in, in Columbia. Let me go to the phones here. Uh, it is froster buns Friday. Health insurance is on Chris's mind. Good morning.
1: Hey, Gary. Yeah.
2: Uh, I've got a, uh, frost my buns with, uh, involves, uh, the uh, health care Obamacare yeah. that I got forced onto many years ago because I couldn't keep my private insurance that I was supposed to be able to, you know.
0: Yeah, if you, uh, have, if you like your insurance, well, you can keep your insurance.
2: Yeah, yeah, and the doctors I lost, but anyway, I got a, you know, this time of year, you've got to renew for for the uh, health care exchange, and I'm in a small business, so I don't have uh, an employer that's able to get me insurance, you know, because there's a there's just two of us here at a small shop. So, um, I'm dealing with my own private insurance. Well, I went in this year to uh, to uh, basically renew my policy, and I got a two dollar an hour raise this year to help cover the out of control inflation and everything. And my uh, my uh, premiums quadrupled on my out of pocket. I'm looking at over $7,500 out of pocket now, uh, just for a $2 an hour raise. And my uh, monthly payments went up about $30 a month. My co-pays have all went up, uh, everything on here. And like I said, I just, I don't know what to do anymore in here.
0: <laughs> God, you really got that.
2: Uh, you know, oh, yeah, you'd be got- better
0: off taking a cut and pay.
2: Well, that's the thing, and my my employer says, you know, well, I can give you another raise, but what it'll do is it'll just bump it up again the next year, and I don't know what it's what it takes to get these guys to understand. I mean, there's they've run up inflation, uh, you know, where your raise is barely covering that, not even covering it, you know, not not at two dollars an hour on there. But you know, I, I I just don't know. You know, like I said, it doesn't seem like any of these politicians want to correct what they've you know, wrecked here and you know, I, it would be nice if we could force all these politicians to be on Obamacare instead of their cushy little stuff that taxpayers pay for, you know, their their retirements that, you know, they get these pensions and all that, you know, they ought to be on everything that, that they're wrecking for us you know.
0: We warned here. We, you know, conservatives knew that Obamacare was a bad idea
2: yeah. but Democrats yeah. didn't care yeah. And like I said, I and I don't think, you know, either side doesn't seem like they want to address it. You know, and like I said, it, it doesn't bother them because they don't have to deal with this stuff. They're, you know, they're set for life, you know, once they go through Congress, you know, and they're most of them come out millionaires. Nobody cares. And it'd be nice if we could get them to live like we are, you know, in there, yeah. you know, in, in a true
0: free market. You would buy your own insurance. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, I was, and, you know. And, but as long as, uh, you know, the government's been involved in it, it's just gotten worse and worse.
2: They're killing yeah, us. Yeah. All right. Yeah, and Chris, like I said, uh, I, I just wanted to get the word out there because, you know, I said, I it's it's just like you don't know what to do. And it'd just be nice if more people could hear it out loud, you know, that what's yeah, going well, on. So.
0: You let them know. Chris, thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Up against the clock. Quick break on a Frost Your Buns Friday. Gary Nolan Zimmer Radio Network. It's 19 minutes after 10 o'clock. I am going to wait until Monday. I'm going to have. Uh, I'm going to bring a real estate agent on to talk about this because what's going on in the real estate market is peculiar. Oh, wait a minute that that won't work either, will it? No, no, that won't work. Oh, okay, <laughs> uh, we tried. We tried. Um, what's going on in the real estate market is peculiar because um, seniors are not, you know, baby boomers aren't selling their homes. There's a demand for those homes. Uh, they don't want to pay the higher interest rates. We got so much cash floating around out there with, with uh, the checks being sent out. People are, you know, they're driving up the price of real estate. They're still they're buying whatever they can get their hands on. It's really peculiar. Um, the Wall Street Journal has a couple of great pieces on this, and I would love, I would love to go into greater detail but i will wait until i can get a real estate agent to come on and and uh, and make it uh clearer because it's it's just an odd market wouldn't you think with these interest rates that prices would be plummeting you would think so
3: but uh the housing market is really weird right now it's been weird for a couple of years yeah you know after covid uh you know people were selling their homes for you know a third more than it was worth and You know, the banks were loaning money on properties that weren't even appraising out. It's like, how is that possible? I I just still don't understand it completely. So, yeah, I'd be anxious to hear from a real estate agent that can really give some details into the background of what's going on with the markets now.
0: There apparently is this desire for living space, according to the Wall Street Journal, among younger generations. Sub-3% mortgages and the boost to household balance sheets... From government relief, push demanded prices higher uh, for homes, particularly those in the suburbs, skyward. And even as the pandemic faded, those price gains stuck. As of August, the Standard & Poor's CoreLogic case Schiller National Home Price Index was 46% above its February 2020 level. Time marches on the desire and ability of Generation X and millennial cohorts to ladder up into homes the boomers will eventually vacate might be constrained the apparent preference many millennials in particular had for more urban lifestyles might have gone by the wayside remember when all these millennials wanted to live in the city, they wanted to be close to where all the action is, well they're getting older and they're having families and kids and they want to buy the homes the baby boomers have They aren't having as many children as boomers did, Um, so you know maybe they don't need a really huge house. But boomers aren't willing to sell. You are going to have to eventually, but you know, are the prices? It's just
3: it's out it's outrageous. And the interest rates. I don't think we'll ever see three percent interest again.
0: Really? You don't think so?
3: I don't think so. I, I think, think we will. I'll I mean, it would be what? great if we if we did, but just, well, uh, you know, looking at the crystal ball, it just doesn't look like uh, there's going to be any coming down from where we are now. We're
0: in like seven and a half now. Is that right? Uh, I think 8%. But here's what's going on. Um, the Federal Reserve trying to control all this inflation is raising the interest rates. And they're working this by themselves. They're not getting any help from the government. The government could help control inflation if they just quit spending, but they won't do that. So they raise the interest rates, raise the interest rates, raise the interest rates. And then all of a sudden, everything starts to swing the other way. They have succeeded. They've killed the inflation. And now we're in a recession. And when that happens, they've got to turn around and start stimulating the market. How do they do that? Well, they make the money easier, and so they start lowering the interest rates. So it, it's a pendulum, and it goes back and forth. You may not think you'll ever see three or four percent interest rates, but you will. It'll happen because they'll get desperate. People will, uh, you know, be suffering because of the recession. They won't have uh, enough money to buy homes. They won't uh, want to make investments uh, with money they don't have. So they'll they'll lower the interest rate. And eventually, that'll get the economy going again. And when that happens, it'll start swinging back the other way. You'll have this inflation, all that easy money, which is what we've got now, causing a problem. It, it's, they've been doing this for years. The problem, Brian, is that the swing has gotten greater and greater. You know, it used to be a little bit of a swing and then a right. little bit bigger yeah. and a little bit bigger. Now, we just go from uh, boom to bust, boom to bust, constantly. Uh, you just, you can't have um, an entity like the Federal Reserve controlling interest rates and determining the money supply. It's it's frustrating, but that's the way they do it. And, and it'll it'll come back. You just... Just wait till the recession hits, and you'll see this.
3: So you think it's going to take a recession in order to bring the interest rates down?
0: Yeah. Wow. Their, their target is 2%, which is a phony target. I will, I will tell yeah. you right now, the 2% uh, uh, inflation rate is, is bogus. There shouldn't be even 2%. In fact, goods should be less and less expensive every year. It's because they're spending all this money on these social programs, printing all this cash, deflating the value of your money, that they have to inflate the number of dollars. And so they want 2%. And that's what their target is, that they'll raise the interest rates, keep raising them until they think they've got where they want, and then the economy slows down, inflation gets reduced, then they start slowly, this is, you know, essentially what their, their theory is then they'll slowly lower the interest rates until it stabilizes at 2%. The problem, of course, is that when they start moving the interest rates, the impact of that move doesn't show up for a while. So you either have prolonged inflation, which we've got now, or you've got a prolonged recession. So they'll move it back and forth, and the swings will get greater and greater. Uh, eight seven four ninety-three ninety toll toll-free, or go to GaryNolan.com. Uh, send a message, it will pop up here in studio. Reason Magazine says that Americans are still fleeing high-tax states. Lower taxes create opportunities that draw even people who aren't consciously considering tax rates. In other words, you, you, you may not say, well, I'm going to move to uh, Tennessee... Because they've got no income tax or lower tax. It, it's, it's not that that drives you there. It's the opportunities in those states that have sprung up because of the low, uh, low tax rates that drive you there. The author said he never moved for tax reasons, but have refused to consider some destinations. And I have too. I would not move back to New York to save my soul. I would never move to Illinois, California, New York, wouldn't want to go there. Even if they were able to match my salary uh, plus with inflation, it just, it's not worth it. The, uh, The lower taxes create opportunities for more businesses and demands for labor. And a lot of people are moving to those low-tax states. That's why I wish Missouri would get on the ball here. If we would just get rid of our income tax and that personal property tax, just go with a sales tax, we could, we could kill them. People would be moving here from everywhere. Uh, Reason Magazine says every year, millions of Americans pack up and move from one state to another, providing unique insights into what people value when they're deciding where to live, work, and raise a family. Uh, the latest IRS census data show that people and businesses favor states with low and structurally sound tax systems, which can impact the state's economic growth in government coffers. You got you to gotta lower those taxes, free up the marketplace, quit central planning everything. Because Missouri is in a, I mean, what a terrific place this is. The heart, in the very heart of the country, there is everything here. Really, there's, it, it, this is a state that's got everything. We should be beating the snot out of Tennessee, but we're not. Um, it, it just it gets some politicians that will really lower taxes and deregulate, uh, and this place takes off. Let me go to the phones here on the housing. Oh, no. All right. Hang on. Hang on. I will get to... Uh, I, I see. We're up against the clock here. All right, callers, hang on. I'm going to get to you, I promise. I am up against the clock, and uh, I will... Pick up your comments in just a few minutes. Uh, You can go to GaryNolan.com. I'll get them there, too. Gary Nolan Show's Zimmer Radio Network. This is the Gary Nolan Show. It's 1035 on a Froster Buns Friday. Uh, We were talking about real estate and uh, the peculiarity of the market. Uh, I will get a real estate agent on. I know a great one uh, in Columbia that we'll uh, we'll be able to get uh, more details on this from. Uh, Justin is, uh, I think, first in line. Justin, good morning.
4: Yeah, I was actually calling in about uh, what your topic is there on real estate. So I'm a real estate agent here in Jefferson City, and from my perspective, we're looking at basically a supply problem. And with that problem, whenever you have a supply problem, you look at basic economics, right? Supply and demand. Price will always be a function of the two. If the supply is demand, if the supply is down and demand re- remains constant, the prices will go up. Right. And and that's what we're seeing right now. Supply is low. The demand has always remained constant. It's remained constant over the past ten years. But because of that supply factor, the prices have went up.
0: Right. But as interest rates go up. People can afford less and less house. That's correct. And so, so you would think that demand would be altered by the higher interest rates.
4: But it well, seems... Well, here's the thing... I'm sorry to cut you off there. No, here's, here's one thing that was taught to me by um, my real estate agent I worked under when I first started, is that people will always need a home to live in. Now, you're right. The interest rates have went up. But all that means is they're going to to readjust on what they can afford. And people will always need a home. Also you have a lot of buyers that are coming into the market that weren't around during that 3%, 4%, 5% rate. So what they do is they go out, they get a pre-approval with a, a loan officer. They see they really, really don't even think about what the rate is, they just think about what they can afford per month. And then they go find that home that they can afford. So you have a lot of new buyers that are still coming into the market and they're just looking at what can I afford at the rate that they're at. They're
0: getting They're getting less home. So, they can afford their payments. Uh, So, literally, they've turned into payment buyers.
4: Yeah, pretty much. Um, Really, whenever I talk to some of the buyers I have right now, and I know they want homes, you know, basically, I tell them, you know, marry the home, date the rate. So, if you like the home and it's something that you can see your family being in, get the home. When interest rates come down, you can always refinance to drop your payments down to something that's more, um, well, better than what you have right now. But at least you'll have a home. Because the, the way I see things, go
0: ahead. What's the rental mark market look like?
4: Oh, it's just as bad. It's just as bad. If not worse. I'm
0: um, just wondering really, if you could if you could rent and keep socking away the money until the market
4: changes. You know, here's the, and so here's the way I kind of see things, and I I, I listen to a lot of people and a lot of uh, just a lot of people out there talk about the market and the way it's going to be in the future. Right now, you do have a lot of buyers sitting on the sideline, thinking rates will come down. Let's go rent. Let's wait. The rates will come down. What's going to happen is, is when that when that rate does come down, the buyers going to flood the market. And when they flood the market, and the, the supply factor is still low, what's going to happen? Price is going to go up. It's just going to cost more. You know, the, the prices well, are there. The
0: other so the other s- the other side of the coin, Justin, is all of these aging baby boomers who have homes that they raise their families in they're going to be aging out of those homes. They're not going to be able to go up and down the steps as easily. They are uh, they just have a lot more house than they need to maintain. And, you know, as these boomers uh, you know, en masse grow old, uh, they're going to be selling those houses and suddenly there's going to be a glut, no?
4: Well, I mean, I, yes. I, listen, we've been dealing with a lot of baby boomers over the past couple of years. I mean, there's quite a few subdivisions here in Jefferson City that have been created with slab homes that I've seen a ton of people getting in and selling the bigger homes. And, yes, that, you know, I'm sure that there will be homes that come up from baby boomers. But, I mean, if you look at, like, houses listed versus houses pending, so under contract, as soon as they hit the market, they're gone. So it's going to take – really, I, you know, it's hard to give you an answer because it's going to take a long time before we can get the inventory back to where we used to see it before 2019. In Jefferson City, our market used to have a, listings on the market, would be anywhere from 400 to 550 homes on the market. And that encompasses more than just Jefferson City, surrounding areas also. Yeah. But, I mean, right now, we're at about 140. Wow. And that's from zero to, you know, 2 million. How <laughs> so, long
0: are they? What's uh, the average length of time they're in inventory?
4: I mean, currently, right now, you're at about 30 days. Jeez from contract to close, from day you list to get under contract to close, very quick. I mean, homes sell still fast and they're still going for over asked price, without question. I mean, you can't, the old entry level for, for new buyers in Jefferson City used to be around that 150,000. 150, 000. 150 000 to 180,000 would have been the entry level home. I mean, that gets you a nice place, possibly in Covington Gardens or some different areas like that. Now, if you want something decent, you gotta be at least two twenty five to two fifty to get that same home. And because the rates are high and obviously most new buyers can't afford that higher payment, there really just isn't nothing. I mean, anything from one hundred and eighty thousand and below, you're just it's it's just not
0: But you can see what a, what a confusing market this is.
4: Yeah, oh absolutely. I've been doing this now for fourteen years here in Jefferson City and it's it's, it's crazy out there, man, and rents are just as bad. Rents are up. I mean, everything's up right now. You know, um, Section Eight's paying higher right now, so you've got a lot of people that are out there that might be owning um, rental properties out there right now, and when they can go get anywhere from 700 to 850 a month for a two-bedroom, one-bath, that's crazy.
0: Let me, ask you, let me ask you one more thing, and, and then I've got to let you go. There are some major real estate firms who are buying up homes and renting them out. They're doing this all mm-hmm. over the country. Oh, yeah. uh, are you encountering that here in central Missouri?
4: You know, in, in our small town like this, well, I mean, I'll call it small, it's not that small, but in Jefferson City, I haven't seen a lot of that, but I do know and I do watch and follow where a lot of things are happening like that in bigger cities, big corporations are buying up homes renting them out, which is really taken away from people that are looking to buy. Um, I've heard a lot of that, but I haven't seen a lot. Maybe in St. Louis, Kansas City, bigger areas like that. Maybe Columbia, because it's growing. I could possibly see that maybe happening there. Not as much in Jeff City, because we're such a small town. Um, But I'm sure it does happen, you know. um, I'm just curious
0: to see if we're experiencing it here in uh, mid-Missouri. But that uh, that would also drive up prices and drive up rents. Uh, it just um, it's a peculiar market. All right. Well, I wish you the best of luck, Justin. Keep selling them. Not go, uh, but one more. No, I I lied. I I do have one more question. Uh, <laughs> this court case on commissions. Yes. What do you What do you take away from that?
4: You know, it's. <sighs> So listen, I mean every seller that goes out there hires a real estate agent, and us as agents sit down with that seller and we explain the contract thoroughly. We list for six percent; it is a standard listing price, and we do split between a seller and a buyer's agent. That is clearly told to that seller whenever they are signing that contract, so they know up front what they're getting into. Also, I think a lot of the sellers that are selling right now don't really—they almost forget the fact that when they bought a home. Unless they bought it for sale sell-by-owner, of course. But when they bought a home through a realtor, when they bought that property, that buyer's agent was paid by the seller that they bought the house from. But now when they're going to sell, they want to complain about the 3% they got to pay to the buyer's agent. So, I mean, you know, a contract is a contract, regardless. Hey, I look at it this way. Why don't we get mad at the credit card companies for charging us 29% interest, right? You go out there and you... Sign a contract. You get the credit card. You go out here. You lend the money. I don't see nobody complaining about the twenty nine percent, but that yet you want to complain about the three percent that you got to pay extra for the buyer's agent. And well, you, you signed the contract at the end of the day. I will.
0: Uh, I will tell you this. Uh, when I uh, sold my home uh, in uh, Boone County, because I wanted out of Boone County, I uh, negotiated my interest rate or my commission rate with my uh, real estate agent. I was able to. Knock off a, a percentage or two, sure. Um, so that's that's always been a viability. My my parents did it. Uh, I can remember. That's how I knew to try. Um, right. y- you can negotiate some of that. The other thing that I want to point out, though, um, is that the real estate agents that I had did an outstanding job. They brought in the uh, photographer. They knew just who it would be that w- you know who would do the best job. Uh, they told us how to prepare the house so that it's more saleable. Uh, I mean, they really did more than just find someone come to come look at the house. Uh,
4: mm-hmm. And it was worth it, I would argue. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, you get what you pay for at the end of the day. And yes, of course, uh, commissions are always negotiable. And that's just a conversation you need to have with the agent when you're speaking with them. But I will say a lot of times that whenever you take what we call discount uh, brokers, people that come in and charge less commissions, how hard are they going to work for you? You know, if, if they're willing to cut commission on the front side, are they really going to work the hardest to get you as top dollar?
0: Well, you know I mean? my, my my real estate agent did. Uh, I mean, they and will.
4: Still, I agree. There's still good people out there that will work hard for you. And, and once again, it just comes back to, like you guys say, it's a free market system, Right. You go out there, you hire the agent, you discuss the commissions. If you sign the contract, then don't complain about paying. You should have been more upfront with your agent or asked questions in the beginning. All right.
0: Hey, Justin, thank you for the call. I am really, honestly, going to let you go now.
4: I appreciate it. Thank you,
0: Gary. All right. Take care. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Gary, good morning.
5: Uh, hi, Gary. Hey, uh, I, um, I don't share your enthusiasm for bringing in all the uh people from liberal states um you know the the thing why i don't is because they're going to bring their politics with them and you know you can have a very uh, conservative state but if all of a sudden you get all let's say from california and they move to the state next to them that next state also turns uh liberal
0: I have uh, some good news for you. Mm-hmm. Polling data indicate that the people who are most likely to move are, are conservatives. conservatives.
5: Yeah, I understand. Well, we'll have to see. I mean, the Democrats that have moved from California to Texas have changed Texas politics a little bit. That's still conservative now, but they're filling up all the big towns. We'll see what happens. Um, the other thing, uh, yesterday when you were talking, uh, uh, about uh, voters with Kevin Jackson. I, you need to extend your time with him, like maybe three, four days. Uh, no, just kidding. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, when you guys were talking, you say, well, voters know, you know, not to vote for uh, Biden. If they're Democratic voters, no, they don't know. They're not going to change. I mean, they. They just won't. I mean, you're counting on them changing. I don't think. or you and Kevin, or at least Kevin, was thinks that uh, they're going to switch politics. They're not going to.
0: You, you don't think they would switch to a third party?
5: Mm, well, you and I have talked a lot of times about this. No, I, I don't. You have to have a, a reasonable mind to do that, and I don't think they do. You
0: get enough political uh, enough people running for president in this next election, and you might end up with a plurality somewhere. Someone wins on a plurality.
5: I, uh, I, I'm not against a third party. I think we need it because I think what we got is broken. But anyway, right, well, it'll be interesting to see. But I'm just saying if you're counting on uh, Democratic voters changing, I, it ain't going to happen, That, in my opinion. All right. Uh, all right.
0: Appreciate it. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan show. All right. I have no choice. Up against the clock, Brian is starting to push buttons. I can see his fingers from now. He's got happy fingers. He loves pushing buttons. Quick break. Gary Nolan, Zimmer Radio Network. Oh, jeez. I just got a flash from Fox News, uh, Biden, energy, and China. I'll put it all together for you in the next hour. Uh, In uh, the meantime, let me go to Rick in Hallsville, third parties.
1: Rick, welcome. Yes. Well, you know, the gentleman you were just talking to, uh, you all were talking about the Republicans and the Democrats splitting each way. and, And he said, yes, I agree. We need a third party. Everybody out there, listen to me for one second. We have a third party. It is called the Libertarian Party. We don't need to know anything else. Thank you.
0: Uh, all right, Rick. Thank you. Um, you know, as a libertarian, I, you know, and by the way, it's very, very difficult to get on all fifty states with your candidate, um, because Democrats and Republicans hate third parties. It just screws up their plan, so they they put all kinds of uh, uh, obstacles in the way of third parties. We've been lucky here in Missouri. We've had the Libertarians on for years. But in uh, some states, they have to go out and get signatures every damned election to get, uh, you know, recognized uh, with their political party, uh, their party affiliation. So we will be on probably all 50 states' uh, uh, ballots. Uh, So they're, you know, they've they've got a much better chance of winning uh, than any, you know, the Green Party doesn't have that kind of uh, clout. They don't have that kind of coverage. But here's the thing. If, if enough people run, if enough people throw their hat in the ring, the Green Party, the Democrats, the Republicans, the Libertarians, the whatever that new compromise party is, uh, eventually, if that happens, we just might let, you know, somebody might slip through that is a constitutionalist, uh, a real conservative. But I don't look for one person to change the whole country. There's, there's got to be a mindset, a reset of everybody's mind. Nobody is um, going to march in and be our savior. We have to educate people. They have to understand their rights, the benefits of liberty, the beauty of the free market, the, the idiocy of socialism and and the the freedoms that the founding fathers promised us we don't we don't get that message out, and you're not getting it in government schools. we're in trouble
1: Gene, good morning yes uh, I'm talking about selling your house yeah well i've so been down here for about twenty years and I've sold two homes on uh a website it's called zillow, and both of the homes sold within twenty four hours. And I didn't have to pay any, uh, oh. Uh, yeah, you didn't
0: have to pay a real estate agent. I, I understand estate, that. Yeah. That's, a, that's yeah, the free market
1: yeah. of work. Yeah, I just want to let people know that if you're going to sell your house, you don't have to go through a realtor. You Did can't you hire an attorney that, uh, to, to help no, with the sale? No, it's not. No, uh, we just went to a, uh. Escrow? Where, yeah, an escrow. Oh, man, um, my mind's a blank. We went to where they uh, fill out the, uh, oh, my mind went blank, sorry. Uh, we sold it to a, uh, oh, I'm sorry, I, I can't remember what it is. Here, here's it, what's going to
0: happen, Gene, just so you know. Uh, you and I are going to disconnect, and you're going to wait about three minutes, and it's you're going to scream, oh! I know who it was, but it'll be too late. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Thanks, Gene. All right. Take care. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. I hate when that happens. Oh, does that make me crazy? Uh, 874-9390-800-529-5572. There theres a story in the Columbia, Missourian that has me totally confused. This is the problem with the whole transgender thing. It's got me completely confused. I don't know what they're talking about. I don't know what the sex of these people is. We'll talk about that, and also, uh, because it kind of ties together, apparently, uh, Budweiser, anheuser Bush haven't been completely forthright about their Dylan Mulvaney deal. So I'll get you some details on that. And, if that's not enough in the next hour, U.S. energy export uh, experts are warning... ...of an economic and national security implications from President Biden's pact with China. God, this guy is so stupid. He's such a moron. I'm sorry, did I say that out loud? Gary Nolan, Zimmer Radio Network.
2: This is The Gary Nolan Show.